Hey there, and welcome to Between the Lines. I'm your host, Chris White, and this is the podcast where we have a conversation about what it looks like between the lines of the message from this past Sunday. So this Sunday was our second week in our Daniel series, and Pastor Aaron, you brought the message once again this week. Yep. Um, so we're going to take some time to kind of talk about this. So how are you doing? How's your week going? It's uh, it's going great. Um, it's a Tuesday. We shoot this on Tuesdays yeah. um, and release it on Thursdays. And hey, I got to say, we got to thank the audience that, that tuned in this last week. That's and, right. And shared and everything else so that that was awesome thanks for joining us to be a part of that conversation mm-hmm. uh but doing great today it's tuesday yeah. um and so on tuesdays we uh, spend time as a staff together kind of planning and vision casting mm-hmm. and spending time in prayer and stuff like that so it's always a it's always a great day a on tuesday day. to get the the week rolling that's so. right so. Yeah, so we had tons of views, and just want to remind you guys, yeah, be sure to like, share, comment, mm-hmm. subscribe, all of those things that helps us kind of build this out a little bit, So, and hopefully it encourages you um, in whatever's going on in your life today. So before we jump into today's topic okay. and we get into the series stuff, I always like to try and start with something fun, because I think it's 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 more exciting that way. And we, we need to laugh. Bit. We got. I mean, we, we need some fun in life, you know? I mean, people, are probably, maybe they're listening at work, yeah. maybe they're not supposed to be listening at work or something <laughs> like that, you know, but... Uh, Nobody does that. Nobody does that. <laughs> home now right so they it doesn't matter home. right we're all like stuck in home and stuff like that mm-hmm. so so we need something fun something like, fun something to kind of lighten it up so the first thing i want to ask you is this mm-hmm. so last week we talked about your boys and yes. we talked about we you know land and place soccer exactly right and so you we found out you were a sideline dad like i you am a sideline dad that. yes but you kind of slid in there that you used to play soccer well, you know you gotta throw that in there every yeah. once in a while you know i know <laughs> i know this physique can like you know maybe like you know maybe people to kind of like you know like, uh, like there's no way sure, but like you know sure. I mean, I got to make sure people knew that. You know, gotcha. So, so I want to I want to ask you this. So mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about your soccer career. My soccer career. Your soccer career. All right. So um, actually, I didn't start playing soccer until really late. Okay. Um, and so I think I played when I was like four or five, and then uh, went to a small private Christian school. Okay. So when you go to the, like a small private school, like mm-hmm. you play like all the sports. I mean, because like you don't have a team. If not, it's only like thirty play. people there. So. I mean, something like that. I mean, it was a little bit bigger than that. I mean, you know, I mean, a couple hundred kids or okay, whatever. Okay. Uh, so went there in seventh grade, started playing soccer, um, kind of enjoyed that, fell in love with it. And so mm-hmm. I played like all, I played soccer, I played basketball, I played baseball, never like focused just on like one sport or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, found out I was, I was pretty good at it. Okay. Um, what I've determined now, like, you know, when you're in high school, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I thought I was sweet at all of it, you oh, know, yeah. like I was like awesome, you know, <laughs> now, like I look back and I've decided I'm not really sure I was actually all that talented. Um, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I was just maybe one of the most determined people oh. out the, okay, the, the okay. field, you know, um, if anybody knows me or you've played anything against me, I like to win, you know, and so yeah. it's that determination. Yeah. And um, and so I think that kind of bode well for me. Okay. I had a decent little soccer career, uh, got to play a year of college soccer. Um, but in by play, let me just be very clear, like, you know, like I was on the team. OK, okay. you know, so I mean, you I, weren't it, starting, it, you, weren't? I, you, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> I'm going to have to own up to that now, you okay. know, like, you know, that 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 wasn't in the cards that freshman gotcha, year, gotcha, you know, gotcha. um, but uh, it was a great experience <laughs> and uh, enjoyed it. There's so much you learn mm. from athletics. I think there's so many things that kind of get brought into it the disciplines and Mm -hmm. um and it did keep you in good shape you know and when i stopped playing this is what you get now you know so i can speak to the fact that you're a competitive person Mm -hmm. i tell this story all the time but like uh, the the first time we moved here and this gonna be a good story it's a great story i think it's a great Uh story i remember you you and jake which Uh is for this jake's my son Mm -hmm. who's now 10 at the time i think he was four five six somewhere Yeah. yeah yeah Six years, so he'd have been four. Okay. And I he was at church with me that day and he wanted to play basketball yeah. in the in Journeyland. 
and it was the little side-by-side hoop thing in there, and he started playing, and you went over and played with him. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. He's, you know... And then you demolished him in the game. <laughs> and I remember I remember you were like, well, he's got to learn competition. And I was like, it's a good point. It's a good point. It's a solid point. Yeah. So I'm sorry if I've messed him up no, for the you, rest of his no, life. Was, you know? There's more to the story. I okay. was just like, now he's extremely competitive. You see? He's good at basketball. You're welcome. And I think we treated it to that <laughs> moment in time. You know, I, I've always had this philosophy. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, when we talk about silent, like, I'm not, like, the one that everybody wins. Like, mm. I'm like, you know, there. it's just part of life. There's some... People, some yeah. people, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. It's we need true. to learn to deal with it, you uh-huh. know, and kind of move on. And I've kind of always been that way. Another little fun fact is I, um, my first like job, um, real job or whatever, I, I worked in a summer day camp at our school mm-hmm. and, um, I was like 15 going on 16. So they had me working with the real young kids, like, uh, kindergarten and like first graders okay. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, I would never let the kids like I, I wouldn't play games with the kids unless mm. they played it one correctly. Okay. And two, I never just would let them win because yeah, I was yeah. like, you know, we gotta teach they gotta, this they gotta learn, you know. They so learn. I may have scarred some other kids and so I fully apologize <laughs> if that was your kid, you know, if anybody's listening from back in those days. Now. Yeah, I I'm so sorry. So. I remember that guy. Yeah. So um, all right, awesome. So I I have another fun question for okay. you. Now, you you self-proclaimed to be kind of a tech guy at, at times, you, mm-hmm. right? I've heard I, this. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure John agrees with you. It, well, you know, here. I mean, tech's changed a little bit now. You know, I'm starting to get a little older, you know, so um, I like tech. Okay, yeah. okay. All right, you're yeah. an Apple person. Right? I'm definitely yeah. an Apple. Mm-hmm. You know, I won't say anything about our Android listeners today, but, you know. Um, it's okay. Everybody. And we're not sponsored by Apple. I mean, unless Apple wants to send me a free phone, I'd be happy to, you know. Anytime. Yeah, anytime. We will take it. So. All right, so in this tech world that we live in, mm-hmm. everyone has this great idea for an app, right? So what is your great app Ooh. idea? Wow. I'll be honest. Like, I don't know if I've ever really had a great app idea. Okay. Like, I think they're all, like, out there. Like, I wish I could sit here, obviously, you know, working in a church. I mm-hmm. wish I could sit here and say I would develop the Bible app, you know? Okay. Like, I mean, it's, like, yeah, one of my favorite yeah, apps yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, but kudos to Life Church who mm-hmm. developed the Bible app and gives it away for free. And so if you are listening and you have never downloaded the Bible app, Mm-hmm. They should download do the Bible they app. They should do that right away. Um, it's great for that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I, you know, I mean, I think there's a million apps. Like after it's done, I'm, I'm always like, mm-hmm. I, I should have thought of that. Like, why didn't I think about that? Like I had that problem before. So, yeah. so what is your great like app? Great and, like, do you have app. one? Like, I mean, Ooh, like, yeah, I don't see. Yeah. See, I, so I do a lot of social media. Okay. Right, Mark? And so like, they've created a lot of apps that like tie your ability to post to like some social media networks. But I think it would be awesome if there was one app created to where like you could post one time and mm-hmm. it would go to every social media thing that you have. Mm-hmm. They don't have that yet. So we got to work on it. So does this count? Like, since you've mentioned it here on video, like, do we have like a patent <laughs> on it or something like that? So when it happens, we can and, and it's mentioned in the church. So that's now the right. church takes ownership uh, of it. So if it comes famous, Chris, you, you, you lose all, yeah, you lose all great idea on that. So, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So let's, uh, let's jump into um, the message from this past week mm-hmm. and let's talk a little bit awesome. about that. So. Um, in this in this week's series, we were kind of talking about if, if it was to have a title for this specific message, it would be Stand Firm. Um, and so in this message, you talked about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these yep. three guys showed up again. We talked about them in week one a little mm-hmm. bit um, and how they stood firm in their faith when faced with um, with death, honestly. Yeah. like It was like, you know, bow down or this is what happens. And so I want in, in it, you said this. You said that courage allows us to obey God instead of following God 
man. So can you unpack this statement a little bit more for us? Like, why does it take courage to obey God in our current culture? Why does it take courage? Um, first, I mean, you know, obviously we were looking at, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, the famous story of mm-hmm. them in the fiery furnace, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think, you know, we talked about Sunday, there's two hallmark stories of courage inside of Daniel. I mean, it's kind of two hallmark stories of the Bible that are about courage, mm-hmm. you know. And, um, and so we see this in the life of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, um, that it takes courage, you know, to, to obey God instead of following man. And so we live in this culture um, where there's pressure, you know, mm-hmm. that we, we face pressure in our life. We, pray, we face kind of the pressure to bend on certain things. And, and I say all this to say, first, let me jump back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even as we started the series, and I just want to be very clear, like as a nation, um, we have the most religious freedom of any place yes. in this world, you know, mm-hmm. and the, the type of courage that I think, you know, God wants to, God wants to give all of us courage inside of our lives to, mm-hmm. to stand up. Um, we're blessed that we're not faced with what people are faced in other countries with. Yes. And, you know, and I, and I think we need to be grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying there's not going to come a day. Um, and, and maybe even some of the things that we're currently seeing in our world. Like, I mean, I keep mm-hmm. hearing a lot of people say, Oh, we're, we're being persecuted. We're being persecuted. Mm-hmm. I really just don't feel like we've been persecuted at mm-hmm. this point. You know, like mm-hmm. we've not been asked to do anything that some other places now i think we see some churches in some places of the country it's starting Mm -hmm. to border on some of those areas and you know and i pray that we never have to face that um as a culture as a whole but you know courage allows us to obey god instead of following man and so um we're all going to face pressure Mm-hmm. Um, and so the pressure may come at the water cooler at the office, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, the jokes that people are telling or, you know, the, the way yeah. that they're kind of slanting their life and maybe the pressure to kind of fit in, to, to stay present there, to not mm-hmm. speak up against those things. Uh, we're going to face pressure if you're a high school student, mm-hmm. um, maybe to give into some things, to compromise, uh, maybe it's, uh, it's a young lady who's on a date, you know, mm-hmm. and she feels this pressure there or whatever. And so it's in those moments, you know, whatever that is, mm-hmm. is that we have to have kind of courage in those moments to say, Hey, you know, I'm going to, the courage is going to allow me to obey God instead of following the commands of man. You know, we Mm -hmm. see it in the workplace with integrity a lot. Yes. Um, like, Hey, am I going to bend to what my boss tells me I should do in here, even though I know it's not the right thing to do. And do I kind of give up my integrity in this moment because Mm -hmm. I'm more concerned about the opinion of man Mm -hmm. than I am about what does God have to say about these things, you know? And so, um, you know, we, we have to have that inside of our life. We, mm-hmm. we need to allow some courage to kind of kind of come to the forefront inside of our lives and say, hey, I'm going to stand up in these moments. And, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to just kind of bend and I'm not going to just kind of go, hey, I'm going to let this pass by. But I'm going to I'm going to kind of come to the front of these and I'm going to make some decisions that are courageous. Awesome. So. Yeah. And so like when we talk about courage, do you feel like courage is something that each and every one of us can tap into Mm -hmm. or do we feel like this is kind of a gift like some people have or is it a personality trait do you know what I mean like do we I I guess this is something we have to understand because I I think when you talk about courage you need to know that you know is it something that's inside of all of us Mm -hmm. and if it is inside of all of us how do we how do we grow that so I guess kind of a two-part question so let me let me put it this way so I think it's something we all possess I think it's Mm -hmm. something we can all possess I don't think it's necessarily maybe in us yet. Mm-hmm. I think it's something that, that God can help us with. But I would also break courage into, like, I think when we talk about courage, um, I think we could break that down in kind of two different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you could talk about courage of like a physical courage, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, I'm not afraid of anything, you know, um, mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, so, hey, I have to have courage to overcome riding a roller coaster, you know, mm-hmm. like, hey, I, mm-hmm. I'm afraid of heights. And so, hey, I have a little bit of courage. And maybe you don't have courage in that. And maybe you're mm-hmm. never going to have the courage to get on that roller coaster. Um, you know, I think about some professions, if you're a firefighter, like you have mm-hmm. to have a sense of courage to go, yeah. hey, I'm, I'm going to run into the flames mm-hmm. instead of run 
from the frame yeah. fl- flames, you know? So that's a physical courage. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the one, you know, and there might be areas of our life that we're going to have that. There may be some areas of our life that we just aren't mm-hmm. ever going to possess it in. But I think what we really need to focus in on. And when I talk about courage and when we talk about standing firm in the midst of our culture, I think it's moral courage. Okay. And this is the ability to act rightly in the moment, you mm-hmm. know, and to do what is just and to do what, um, mm-hmm. what the situation calls for us inside of that. And I think that's a courage that we can all have the mm-hmm. ability to possess inside of our life. Um, and so I think it's about, you know, it's about acting rightly. It's about doing the right thing. And, and here's how I think we begin to get it mm-hmm. is when we understand the foundation of scripture. Mm-hmm. And we understand what it is that Scripture is calling us to, um, how we're kind of supposed to live out our faith in those moments. Um, we begin to understand, like, in this situation, here's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And so I have this moral courage, like, I can act justly, I can act rightly mm-hmm. in this moment. And I think it starts with, you know, asking God to help us have courage in those moments, to stand up for what he's already asked us to stand for inside of scripture. Not something that we're having to make up new. Like this is where he's drawing the line. And so, you know, that's something we can all possess. And I think it's something we could, it literally can go, I'm going to start that today in my life. And it's one of those things I think Mm -hmm. we can make um, a daily decision in. Mm -hmm. And it just starts with doing it in maybe a little area of your life. Maybe you're like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, hey, I'm going to kind of walk away from the the water cooler. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to make that decision, you know, and I don't really care about the opinion of man because I'm I'm working to obey God and instead of mm-hmm. following the voice of man. I think I think that there's so much like it is little things. I, th- I think a lot of times, you know, when we try to make changes in our life, right? Mm-hmm. We try to make these I think about New Year's, right? Everybody makes these huge resolutions and probably 90% of us don't follow through with any of them because mm-hmm. we made them so big that they were unobtainable, right? And I think with courage it is something that each one of us can possess inside of our life. And we talk about moral courage and choosing. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people look at their life and they'll say things like this, like, well, today I'm not going to make any bad decisions. I'm going to do everything that God wants me to do. Mm-hmm. And the reality of that is what will happen is if we're not taking little steps, we'll mm-hmm. become overwhelmed, right? Yeah. And we'll start letting guilt and things get inside of our life. And so I think having that moral courage is taking that step of like, my next decision, I'm going to choose to make the courageous decision and stand for it and mm-hmm. continuing to, you know, I, it's, it sounds crazy, but like my, I have kids. So like frozen in this movie, yeah. frozen Two that came out, they always say like, do the next best thing or the next, you know? The, mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times when we're talking about taking those steps in our life. We have to do that. We just let me get to this next step. And in this next step, yeah. I'm going to choose the moral courage. Yeah. And, and I think it, it is a small increment, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, where's the destination? Like, Hey, I want to be a courageous person. Mm-hmm. So what do I do? I start somewhere today, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, Hey, we're not going to, Hey, my, with my moral <laughs> courage, isn't going to help me, you know, uh, take down this whole system or whatever. Yeah. But Hey, in, in this one relationship I have, I'm going to, I'm going to show some moral courage where I've kind of always bent and I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to kind of stand for what's right in these moments. And, and as you do that, I think mm-hmm. courage grows inside of us, yes. you know, and this yeah. is what God wants out of us, you know, to be courageous people, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and it's not necessarily have the courage to get up in a, in a megaphone and, mm-hmm. you know, and say this or to say that or whatever, but it's, you know, can we have some of those conversations? Can we, can we mm-hmm. stand for what's right? And can we make the right decision? And I think that's where that moral courage comes in because, mm-hmm. you know, some of us are never the physical courage. Some of us <laughs> were never going to be there. You know, it's like, oh, I'm, yeah. I have a fear of this, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm over like, yeah, you can try. Like, yeah. that's great. But I think what God's calling us to is to go, hey, do you have this this moral courage to kind mm-hmm. of stand up for what's right and just? And yeah, that's going to, you know, mm-hmm. it's going to, in those moments, it's going to be big. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, I'm never jumping out of an airplane. Like that's not no. gonna happen unless I, it's going down. It really? Like, yeah. That's not gonna. Yeah, that, yeah. That's that's one of those. I, I don't have the courage. Yeah, for that. See, I always want like that's like on my bucket list. Okay. Like the skydive. <laughs> like I want to skydive at some point. You know. So I hope that's yeah. a you know an option I get in the future. You know? Okay. Like, well, there that, you go. So. See, you yep. got more courage there than I do. I'm not it, done. It, yeah. Yeah. So um, I love this quote that you said in the message. You said this. She said, courage isn't the absence of fear. Courage is standing firm despite my fear. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that this is so true. And often it's missed by many of us because we feel like we can't have fear in our life. Um, And it's not that you're not afraid. It's that you're not letting that fear like rule you. You're not giving in to that fear. So can we talk about that a little bit more? Mm-hmm. Like, cause I think that's extremely power in, in this message. That's extremely powerful. It's not allowed, not that you're not afraid, yeah. you know, Shadrach, Meshach, they weren't, it wasn't that they weren't afraid of the mm-hmm. fire furnace. They didn't let that determine the decision they made. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, how you just said that, you know, they didn't allow it to determine the decision they make. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, part of it. It's it, Hey, I'm not, um, it's not an absence of fear. Courage is standing firm despite of my, my fears or what's coming in there and and let's just let's just kind of break down this like when it comes Mm -hmm. to this moral courage uh, that we're kind of talking about here a little bit more um that moral courage the thing that we fear often is is the opinions of others Mm, you know like hey if i if i make this decision what is this friend of mine gonna think what is my Mm -hmm. employer gonna think what is my family gonna think in the midst of this you know if i start rearranging my life to maybe to line up with scripture to Mm -hmm. to take a stand on some issues and to say hey this is really how i'm building my life Mm -hmm. um you know, there's this fear of other opinions, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's not that there's not going to be any fear in those moments, but it's not going to be the one that it's not going to sway our decisions. It's not mm-hmm. going to sway our choices. Um, and so we stand firm in despite of our fears. Um, and, and I do think that one of the biggest things that kind of deteriorates our, our courage inside of our life is this, is the fear of people's opinions, mm-hmm. you know? And we have to get to a place, we have to wrestle to a place of whose opinions do we, re- mm-hmm. who, who are we living life for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, so true. And this is like, I mean, this is the great decision we all have to kind of like, mm-hmm. whose opinion are we living for? Who are we trying to please? Yeah. You know, um, in every situation, am I, am I trying to please that boss? Mm-hmm. Um, who, you know, and trying just to make them happy. Am I trying to please this group of friends? Am I, am I trying to please husband, spouse, all these, mm-hmm. the, whose opinion are we really living for? Yeah. You know? And, um, and, and the Bible tells us that in like Galatians, it talks about, you know, if who are you living for? If mm-hmm. you're, if you're trying to please man, yeah, yeah. you're going to have this, you know, you're going to have some struggles mm-hmm. in this. And so courage is standing firm despite of, Hey, I, mm-hmm. you know, I, you may, you may not like my opinion, but, you know, yeah. but, uh, I'm not going to allow your opinion of me. Cause that's not you that I'm trying to please, you know, and, and, that and that's, everything. and that's such a learned behavior because mm-hmm. like, I think about, you know, I had this conversation with my daughter a couple of weeks ago. Um, just like talking about school and we talked about this a little bit last week, but like, um, you know, she's worried about what everybody thinks, like what friends think. And, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I think a lot of times we, we, that's that learned behavior is that we always have to meet this expectation of others. Mm-hmm. And so we create this fear. And a lot of times we perpetuate that in our, you know, in our kids and we see it happen. It's like, we, we set this standard of, well, you know, you, you, you got to do this and you got to make these people happy and you got to, and I think we got to be really careful with that as parents, as people is that really ultimately the ones that we have to please is God. Yep. Like he's the one that that's our measuring stick. It like, is. you know what I mean? That has to be where we go. Well, is God happy with what I'm doing? Because if God's happy with what I'm doing, in the end, it doesn't really matter. Um, and that's so hard, though, because, you know, people surround us every day. Exactly. Like you work with people, you have a boss, you've got your family, you've got your uh-huh. kids, you got your wife, you got all these different, you know, all these different elements that are inside of that. And so it's like 
they're the loudest voice sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And our natural tendency is we want people to like us. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I think we're all, I mean, we can say whatever we want. And some of you, you probably some people listen. I don't care what people think <laughs> or whatever. Like at the end of the day, there is a part of all of us that, that mm-hmm. wants that acceptance and that approval, you know, and yet that's it though, you know? So like, Hey, my courage says that, you know, even if you don't accept me because mm-hmm. of this, you know, like I'm not, I'm not here to please you. I'm not mm-hmm. here to please somebody. I'm here to please God. You know, and I think that's, you know, part of it. And so I, I, I can stand firm and dis- despite of my fears, um, mm-hmm. in spite of them, because, hey, I'm not living for your approval. I'm living for God's. Awesome. Okay. Finally, in the sermon, you talked about the three guys, Shadrach, uh-huh. Meshach, and Abednego, and how they went into the fire furnace. No matter the outcome, mm-hmm. you said this, that faithful obedience is our responsibility and the outcome is God's. When you when you talked about this part of your message, I was reminded of a song. There's a song Shane Shane does that is like, even if you don't. And the mm-hmm. whole part of the song is like, God, even if you don't, like yeah. I'm still going in. Exactly. You know what I mean? And so I just, can you explain a little bit more yeah. about that? Cause I think there's well, a lot there. And, and, and you know, and as we looked at that story on Sunday, you know, they, they said, Hey, our God's able to deliver us. But even, mm-hmm. even King Nebuchadnezzar, even if he doesn't, mm-hmm. we're still not bowing to your gods, Yeah. you know? And so there's this part of the side of our life that we just have to get to that, that, okay, obedience is our responsibility. The outcome is God's. Mm-hmm. And so God, what I'm going to do is I'm going to obey you. Mm-hmm. And no matter what happens, you know, yeah. I'm still going to continue to trust you in them. And this is where Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego got. They were like, we're not we're not bowing. Mm-hmm. And um, no matter what you say, and if God decides on this moment that the way, the plan that he's going to work in the situation is mm-hmm. that we go into the fire and, and we go into the fiery furnace, then, hey, I still believe God's going to use that for his glory. And, and, you know, mm-hmm. and so they just kind of fully surrendered. And so the outcome becomes God. Um, and here's how I like to say it. Like, you know, Paul says it this way in the, the New Testament. He says to live as Christ is to die is, mm-hmm. die is gain. And so um, I, we talked a little bit earlier, like, I, I love winning at, like <laughs> like it's just like you know I compete at everything you know yeah. like that's just part of it um, that's why me and Jesus get along so well I, I always say Jesus <laughs> was a winner and so am I um, you know that's kind of it but here's the thing this is this is the great thing about Christianity and this is what resonates with me sometimes if I live my life for God mm-hmm. it's a win win yeah so to, to live as Christ mm-hmm. to die is gain so I'm I'm obedient mm-hmm. and so God if I'm obedient in this moment the best case scenario, like whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you elevate, you promote, you get us out of the fire, you take this, this mm-hmm. happens there. Worst case scenario is, Hey, I lose something in the midst of it, but what am I really losing? Like mm-hmm. if God, this is what you're setting up in my life. Like I trust you. And I believe that you know, what's best for my life better than I know what's mm-hmm. best for my life. And so God, then you're going to use this as a setup somewhere. And yeah. you know what? And in, in the Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego story, like mm-hmm. it meant like, Hey, I may lose my life. And if yeah. we ever get to the place in this world where to, to be obedient, obedient to God costs us our life, then guess what? We we actually mm-hmm. win better than anything that this life has to offer, you mm-hmm. know? And so this is where courage begins to come from is like to live as Christ, to die, to mm-hmm. die is gain, you know? Like I'm not of this world. And so faithful obedience, like what mm-hmm. he calls us to is says, obey, mm-hmm. obey. Now, God, the outcome is yours, whatever you want to do in this. And sometimes the outcomes, um, you know, are exactly what we were hoping for inside mm-hmm. of our life and what we were praying for. You know, we get the miracle, we get the healing, the the financial provision comes through because mm-hmm. um, I obeyed you, God. Sometimes it doesn't seem to work out like that way in the mm-hmm. moment, but then it's in those moments that we go, God, I trust that you still are working behind the scenes and that mm-hmm. God, all things work together for your good. And so whatever you're doing in this moment, um, God, I trust the story that you're telling mm-hmm. and I just get to be a part of it. And and I think we just have to resolve that, yeah. that I'm going to be obedient no matter what. And, and I mm-hmm. think this is where we struggle as, 
followers and as Christians and as believers, it's like mm-hmm. we, we like to be obedient as long as it kind of works it for our direction. Our it fits right? what we want, <laughs> you know, but it, can we be faithfully obedient to God and just mm-hmm. say, God, the outcome is yours, you know? And so, I mean, that's what we're called to, you know? Yeah. Uh, we're called to that inside of our local churches. We're called to that inside of our families. God, I'm going to be obedient to you. I'm going to, you know, I mean, I, I, I see that a lot with kids. Obviously, you know, we mm-hmm. both have kids and stuff like that and the, growing up. Um, you know, the best I can do is raise them the way that the scripture tells me that God, I'm going to be obedient to try to raise them and to lead them as the the, the father mm-hmm. that you've called me to be. God, the outcome's yours, you yeah. know? And sometimes I don't, I've watched people who are incredible parents. I mean, we both worked in student mm-hmm. ministries for years um, and watched their kids kind of walk off a path somewhere and mm-hmm. see like heartbreak from it. And I've also seen some of those kids return and can we yeah. just trust God in those moments, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's such a, you know, a big part. But hey, if, we, if we're obedient to God, mm-hmm. it's a win-win. Yeah. And so if you like to win, that's it's the best way, way to go, right? You know, like go. the outcome is always going to be yeah. a win. So. And I think it's it's interesting too. Like in in our culture we live in, there's I, I don't I almost call it a fairy tale culture of like we always think there's got to be this happy ending to every situation. Yeah, and <laughs> and we've we've kind of built that in our mind, and mm-hmm. I think that sneaks its way into the church a lot of yeah. times, and we're we're like. Well, you know, if, if I do these things, then God's going to bless and it's going to end up exactly my plan. And, and the truth is it doesn't always happen. And, you know, sometimes it, God's plan is for you to go through something mm-hmm. and it's to be a story and it's to help somebody else. Yep. And I think that that's so true is being faithful in obedience. Like yep. that's that's what our responsibility is. Yep. Um, you know, I, I remember scripture my mom used to make me memorize when I was younger. She says that obedience is better than sacrifice. Yep. And I remember that. And, you know, that's always stuck with me is like at the end of the day, I'm going to obey God yeah. because that that's the most important thing, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I just think that's so powerful inside of yep. inside of that. Um, so as always, I like to do this at the end of the week. So um, if there was one point from this message mm-hmm. that you say, hey, this is the point I want you to take home. What is the one thing that you, you would say from this week? So I think what I would say, and it's, it's, you know, it's kind of that flip reverse of it. I think the the foundation of the starting point for people maybe even today that are like, man, I need some courage. I need the faith. You know, mm-hmm. I need some of those things to, to be able to stand in it. I think uh, where we ended the message Sunday, mm-hmm. um, for many people maybe listening, is the, the foundation point to, for you to be able to take that next step. And so we ended it, um, and we ended with this line, when I stand, Jesus stands with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, we looked at the, you know, Jesus in the Bible is always um, seated at the right hand of the Father. Mm-hmm. And um, that's how he's always referred to inside of Scripture, um, except in one occasion, and it's in the mm-hmm. book of Acts, when uh, Stephen, um, who became the first Christian martyr, mm-hmm. um, who had courage and faith in spite of what he saw, um, was obedient in yeah. spite of the outcome. I mean, like everything mm-hmm. we just talked about, I mean, this was Stephen. Yeah. Um, and as he's being stoned, he says he looks up and he sees heaven, and Jesus is no longer a, a seated. He is mm-hmm. standing. And mm-hmm. um, I think about in that moment, to be honest with you, the picture that I get is, um, on sporting events, you know, whether it's mm-hmm. my kids or something like when, when they, when somebody in sports does something that you're like, man, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, or uh, there's a great accomplishment. We no longer sit. Yeah, we, we stand. stand. Mm-hmm. And I think Jesus in that moment looked at Stephen and was like, man, I'm so proud of you because you've mm-hmm. been obedient. And guess what? The outcome isn't that your life is going to continue on this earth. The outcome is going to be that your life is going to continue with me. And so when we're talking about courage, when we're talking about having faith in spite of what we see and, you know, mm-hmm. and all these obedience type things, it all starts with the understanding that Jesus takes a stand for us mm-hmm. and we should take a stand for him. And so when I stand, Jesus stands with me. And so when you step out this week or mm-hmm. next week or the next month, or you start taking small steps of courage inside of your life, um, believing in faith for things, just know 
you don't do it alone, that mm-hmm. Jesus is standing with you. And when you know God and when you have that relationship with him and you've given him your life, then guess what? I think the result of that is courage. Mm-hmm. And I think we become more faith-filled. Um, and it just becomes a little bit easier mm-hmm. in the process to stand firm in the culture that's all around us. And when things are shifting to go, man, I'm just standing with God and I'm on this foundation. Awesome. So good. Thank you, Pastor Aaron, for sharing with us this week. Um, And if you're watching with us today, like I said, I want to encourage you to share this with your friends and family. Maybe they need to hear this. Um, If you're watching and you didn't get to watch this past week's message, go check it out on YouTube. Um, And so just be sure to follow along with us, like, subscribe, all of that. We'll be right back here next week for Between the Lines next Thursday. We'll see you then.